You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, Merry Christmas. It is a joy that the Lord Jesus gathers us together to hear His Word. But I'm afraid that we face a temptation every Christmas. And it's something like this. We we face the temptation of, of replacing wonder with nostalgia. Uh, in, in other words, we, we find comfort in Christmas because it is familiar. We know the hymns. We know the texts. We know the place. So, some of you have been coming here your whole life on Christmas Eve. In fact, I was thinking about it today. Some of you went from being the kids that are playing with the candles to the parents who are upset with the kids who are playing with the candles to the grandparents who are happy to see the kids being upset with the grandkids for playing with the candles. <laughs> we, we even know, I, you know, I can remember the smell of the church that I grew up in. You know, you, know the, you just know the place. And, and we, we come here, and, and, when we come, and this is good, when we come to this place, all the joys of the, of, of the past, especially of Christmas, of Christmas's past, and a family being together, and, and the joy of that comes all together. And it's good. That's good. It's, I mean, it's good for us to know that church stays the same even when everything else in the world is changing. You know, it just seems like everything is changing. You can't just can't keep up. You don't know what's, what's going on, what's ways up and, and which ways down. And for the church to be a place of stability, for the church to have a long memory of how things go, is good. We can come here and we can be grounded. And, and we find comfort in that. And again, that's good. But that is not enough. Because the Lord Jesus has something more for us. Something in, on Christmas that, that is wonderful. In the, in the very literal sense of the word, something that is full of wonder. Because something happened. 2,021 years ago, something happened in a little town called House of Bread in the hillside outside of Jerusalem that is beyond our imagination. It's beyond our asking or our imagining. And it is this, that God was born a man. There are two great mysteries that set apart the Christian from the rest of the world. Two great doctrines and teachings, and they are these. We know the doctrine of the Trinity, that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God in three persons eternally. That's the first great mystery. And the second is the incarnation. This thing that we celebrate tonight, that the Son of God has taken on our humanity, that he has clothed himself in our own flesh and blood, so that he can be our brother and our friend and our savior. And it, and it's, the danger is that we miss that. But the danger is not just for us. I mean, the danger is there for all people that we might miss it. There's a good chance that the whole world might miss it. I mean, even Mary, think of, of this. Mary knows that this child that is born on this night that this child was conceived by a miracle. But now she's looking at the boy, and he looks just like a normal baby boy. 
He's resting like a normal baby. He's, he's eating like a normal, he's cooing like a normal little baby. Joseph would look at, and, and, and look at this boy and say, that looks just, I, I know that the angel said that this is God in the flesh, but it looks just like every other baby I've ever seen. And the shepherds who would have rushed that night and found this baby laying there in the manger on the hay would say the same thing. This baby looks just like I looked when I was a baby. In fact, in fact, just think about this for the shepherds. The shepherds saw two things that night. They're sitting there on the hill outside of Bethlehem, playing dice or whatever, watching the sheep. And all of a sudden, the sky just bursts open. There's an angel there. And they are greatly afraid. I mean, the text, it, it piles on a couple of words to indicate that their fear was an overflowing fear. It wasn't just a normal, uh, it was, they were terrified, shaking in the boots. And the angel says, don't be afraid. And he preaches for you. The child is born, and then all of a sudden, the sky tears open, and there's a multitude. The word is used for military, uh, to describe hosts or you know armies lined up that are coming to. There's just the heavens are are full, so that night is turned to day. All of these angels are filling the sky and singing to the shepherds, "Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth." That's the first vision that the angels had. Sorry that the shepherds had of the angels. So they hasten to see what the angels spoke to them about, and then they get the second vision. They come into the manger, and they see this little baby. This normal little baby in a manger. Now you have to imagine that when these shepherds went home and they finished their shift the next morning, and their wives said, well, what what happened last night? What story do you, do you think they're going to tell? What was the most amazing thing for them? What Was it not the glory of the angels shining around them? Was it not the entire heavenly host singing God's praise? Wasn't that the thing that was out of the ordinary? This baby looks just normal. But the amazing thing is the baby in the manger. To the eyes, the angels are the most wonderful thing. But to the ears... To the ears that have heard the preaching of the gospel, this baby, this Christ, this Messiah, this God dwelling with us is the most wonderful, the most, the thing full of the most wonder that you could ever even imagine. That God has taken on your flesh. And the way that he did it too. Jesus, to become a man, could have just taken on human flesh and sat right down where he is right now, at the right hand of God the Father, fully exalted in his glory. He could have become a man in that way. But he didn't. He came to earth. And, coming to earth, he could have gone to a nice place on earth. (laughs) To Rome, or Alexandria, or Cairo, or Babylon, one of the nice cities. But he didn't. He's born in Bethlehem, quite literally the very middle of nowhere. And he could have been born in a palace of marble and gold. Could have had, you know, all the nice But no. He's he's born in a stall. In a stall. The God of the universe, the one who created everything, is born in a manger. And this indicates that Jesus taking on our flesh is much more than just joining us in our humanity. He sinks himself down all the way to the bottom to join us, not only 
in our flesh and blood, but also in our weakness and even in our sin and our death. It's not, it's not just that, that God is found in our flesh. It's that the flesh of God is found in the manger. Pastor Melius gave me this picture. I can't, so I, it's in my head, so I have to preach it. I, can't, I couldn't sneak around the sermon without putting it in here. But, so you can imagine something like this. Imagine that you're sick. Imagine that you've got some sort of really terrible disease. Nobody knows how to fix it. And that you're just incredibly contagious. I mean, if you come into contact with someone, they get it too. So you're locked up in the hospital and they put you in isolation and no one can come in to see you and you're, you're there by yourself and you're really hopeless. You're dying until they tell you that there's a doctor. There's a doctor who knows how he's cured this thing before and he's coming. He's coming to town. He's here. He's arrived. Now he's tells, and they tell you he's at the hospital. He's going to come in the room and this doctor comes there and he comes into your room and he stands at the door with his gloves on and with a gown on and with a mask on and he doesn't look at you at all. He just looks at the chart and he says, I see the problem. I see what's going on. I'm going to do what I can. But I'm, I've got a tea time for about ten minutes from now. But I'll think about it while I'm golfing. Now it just happens that I've got, I've got a vacation planned tomorrow but I'll be back in a few weeks and if you make it, I think I've got something that we can try. Have you given us your insurance number? <laughs> now, that doctor is with you, but he's not with you. Imagine instead that that doctor comes into the room, and he comes right up to the bed, and the first thing he does is he grabs your hand. Now he's got what you've got. Now he's sick with your sickness. And he says to you, we're in it together. If I can't sort this out, then we're both going to die. I know your suffering. I know your pain. I, I know your weakness. We're in it together. This is Jesus. He's in it together with us. If this thing doesn't work, if this attempt to save and rescue humanity doesn't work, if the cross and the sacrifice doesn't work, then Jesus will end up in hell with us. Now, of course it's going to work. And really, if we poke on the picture, it'll fall apart pretty quickly. But you get the point. Jesus does not want us just to see him as some sort of superhero savior, as if he's coming down to save us with his strength. No, he comes to save us in weakness, in humility, in affliction. He knows how it is with you. He can sympathize with us because he's been tempted in every way like we are. He knows it all. He knows the pain. He knows the turmoil. He knows the trouble. He knows the suffering. He even knows the sin. Jesus, we know, never sinned. He was perfect in every way. But He bore our sins. He carried our sins. He suffered our sins. He was forsaken by God 
because of our sins. And he died for our sins. And dear saints, this is the wonder of Christmas. Because for you, this day, in the city of David, is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Jesus is God in your flesh and more. He's God in your weakness. He's God in your humility. He's God in your trouble. He's God in your sin. God in your death. God in your grave. So that we can share in His life. Do you see that that Jesus is God where God never should be found? In a manger, on a cross. God should never be there. But He is there so that you and I can, can be where we don't deserve to be. Standing before His glory in life everlasting. Dear saints, God be praised. This is the comfort of Christmas. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace be with you. Amen. And the peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.